The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Profit. Tired of having no true hedging option? Well, enter Profit, the only marketplace designed for users to buy and sell previously placed sports bets. Profit lets you sell a percentage of your bet, guaranteeing immediate profit while keeping skin in the game on your original bet. So sign up today for early access at betprofit.co. That's at betprofit.co. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. We are coming off the back of an international week where we did two podcasts, landed two locks and a parlay. So that's good going. Our lock run has now been extended to... 12 and 3 here on the EPL show. Landed two locks there, and um, that's 12 Premier League games so far. Three international podcasts that we did. And actually, one of the locks we got wrong was an international um, podcast lock. So we've made up for that by getting two right this time around. So actually, through the season on the EPL, we are 10 and 2, our record, and uh, 2 and 1 in internationals. So I'm very, very happy with that. Um, obviously, if you listen to the NFL show, uh, Ryan is struggling over there with his locks. I think NFL is a bit more challenging because in order to do a lock, it's minus 110 either way. So over here, we do have the um, the flexibility of picking something up to minus 200. Not that we often do that. It's not often that we, we pick a lock out that is as short as minus 200. Uh, the irony is, is that looking at what the lock is this week... We are going to actually have to um, go for something in the minus 200 range because there's one specific um, game on the board where I really, really like the bet. And even though it is touching minus 200, it's definitely too good to pass up. But let's have a look at what we've got going on this week in the EPL. We start with uh, Brighton going up against Leicester, where Brighton are playing at home. There's no 12.30 kickoff this week, so everything is going to go down from 3 p.m. on Saturday. So nothing really to get up there, get up for on Saturday morning, which is a bit odd because usually off the back of an international break, um, they will they do like to get the ball rolling quickly and get straight back into Premier League action with a lunchtime kickoff. But they're de- they're not doing that. So. Brighton 2-1, 21 attended draw and 6-4 Leicester. Um, I, I'm going to go for a lot of picks this week. I'm going to go for some straight 
up winners because, as I said at the top of the show, the board is giving us some good prices and there is one or two particularly decent teams here that we can take um, that have lock potential. But this is going to be the one, one of the ones where I don't. On this particular one, I'm going to take the under two and a half goals in this game. Reason being is Leicester are really starting to tighten up at the back. They haven't got Harry Maguire, but they have got Casper Schmeichel in goal. Johnny Evans has fit in quite well. Uh, Chilwell was the left back who's got himself into the England team ahead of Luke Shaw. So it is a decent and underrated defence. And Claude Piel um, is notorious for sorting out the defence first and then working his way forward. Um, he doesn't want to concede first and then and then win games uh, as a secondary thought. That's probably why he was sacked from Southampton, despite the fact that he finished in the top half of the league. And now look at Southampton without him. He is actually a good manager. But um, when he came to Leicester, he deployed a different mentality last year uh, when he when he took over at the club. Um, I think that was just really to ensure that Leicester didn't go down and that and the threat of them going down was pretty much alleviated quite quickly I know James George was getting on his back last year but he has done a good job Leicester do look like a good side they look like a top half side as well and uh, they are now defensively sound this season I think we're seeing a, a more Claude Piel orientated Leicester um, which leads me to um taking under two and a half goals in this game. Leicester have only had one goal in their last two games. And I know a lot of that may have been centered around uh, the death of their chairman. If you look at even the game before that, that was a one-all draw where they needed to equalize late against West Ham. That was the, the day the chairman died. So it's three goals all together in three games for Leicester in the last three games. And that's collectively. So that's Leicester scoring two of those goals and only conceding once. So their, their last three games have only produced three goals and the last two games have only produced one. And the last game didn't produce any. So, uh, I'm going to go for under two and a half there. Brighton as, as well themselves are a defence-minded team as well. Uh, haven't got really much up top. When you're playing Glenn Murray at his age as your striker, you're not really a great attacking side. They're, they're missing Pascal Glob as well. So everything here for me points to uh, under two and a half goals. And uh, as I said, I do want to take straight up winners throughout the show. But, um, but yeah, this one I'm going to pick something different because it's really a standout bet for me. Next up, the game I mentioned at the top of the show, it's Everton hosting Cardiff. Everton are four to seven to win this game. They're going to be one to two in places. Um, best price four to seven, 10 to three to draw and 13 to two on Cardiff. Somebody explain to me how Cardiff are, are getting anything at Everton. I understand that Huddersfield did. And I understand that Everton completely switched off that day. But since then, the one thing Everton has done at home is beaten bottom half teams. And they have begun to make their way up the league. Not only that, but they are playing decent football, which is what the fans wanted. The reason the fans wanted Marco Silva over Sam Allardyce, who did fine for Everton, but he was playing a poor style of football, was a stylistic choice. Now, they've um, they've gone and got a, a draw for themselves against uh, at Chelsea, which is a great result last time out. Uh, they played really well against Man United, which was uh, a 2-1 defeat. They played really well at Arsenal and lost. 
But looking at their other results, winning at Leicester is a really great result. Um, and as for the home form, which is what we concentrate on, 2-0 against Palace, 3-1 against Brighton, 3-0 against Fulham. They just beat teams in the bottom half. They There have been some apparitions. Yeah, they, they lost at home to, to West Ham 3-1, but they, they really, really didn't turn up in that game. Um, and if we look back through the rest of the, the schedule, they beat Southampton 2-1. Um, a blip against Huddersfield, as we all know. But... Uh, um, yeah, I think that Everton um, cruise past Cardiff. Cardiff are actually probably the worst team that have come to Goodison Park this season. And um, looking at where Everton are in the table, they have steadily climbed up the table. They are just one point behind Manchester United. Not that that's saying much because Man United have only accumulated 20 points this season. And um, yeah, of course, if Everton are to uh, are to win this game, um, that will take them up the table, up to, up as possibly into sixth place, depending on other results. Uh, you could see Watford not getting anything at Liverpool, and um, you could see Bournemouth possibly losing to Arsenal. So there is the possibility of Everton getting as high as I would say seventh, because I expect Man United to beat Crystal Palace. So definitely on Everton here. That's probably going to be the lock for this show. I'm not going to be too discreet about that as we as we move forward. Um, in addition to that. Um, you might want to look at some fantasy players. I can't see Pickford conceding a goal in this game. Uh, Michael Keane seems to be a definite start for Everton. Uh, Luca Digna seems to be a definite start for Everton. So that's the back line. Uh, Richarlison seems to be a midfielder. Uh, uh, on fantasy but he's actually playing as a striker and then of course there's Fear Walcott for around about six and a half million so lots of choices here uh, for Everton and I expect them to win this game comfortably Fulham versus Southampton where Fulham are six to four twelve to five the draw and also six to four on Southampton so a complete and utter pick'em here um Claudio Ranieri takes over here for Fulham, which I find very interesting because throughout the season, Fulham have had better players than probably half the teams in this premiership. It's amazing because Bournemouth are doing so well this season and so are Watford. But when you look at the Fulham squad and especially taking into consideration they spent £100 million, you'd expect them to do a hell of a lot better. And now Claudio Ranieri comes in to take over. Now, I don't rate the appointment of Ranieri which is weird thing to say because the guy won a Premier League but I think that was such a freak freak season and Ranieri's been very hit and miss all over the place wherever he's been and he's been all around the world he's been at too many clubs to mention he's been France Italy he's been everywhere and he's been very hit and miss and I'm not sure that he's the right appointment to keep you in the Premier League I think this Fulham job would have been a perfect job for Sam Allardyce to come in. If you hire Sam Allardyce to take this Fulham job, he keeps you in the Premier League 100%. I'm not sure that Claudio Ranieri does that for you. I'm not sure that he's too different to Djokanovic, who they sacked. Because Ranieri is going to come in and play an attacking brand of football when this team needs to sort their defence out. But in saying that, they start against Southampton and I do think that they're big enough to beat Southampton. I do think they're good enough to beat Southampton and um, I think this could be a morale-boosting win where everybody turns up for the manager but I'm not sure where they go after that uh, because when the shit hits the fan and they're going down to places like Leicester, 
West Ham, Huddersfield, all the bottom half teams. The, the, the teams against the games against the big teams is a free hit. So that's why it doesn't matter what they do at Liverpool. It doesn't matter what they do at United. It doesn't matter what they do at Man City. But when when they go to Huddersfield, Burnley, Newcastle, Cardiff, um, Brighton, that they need to be picking up some points there. And um, it will be interesting to see what they do in those away games. I'm not sure entirely how many of those teams that they've played. I know they've played against Cardiff and lost. Uh, in fact, they've already they've lost to Huddersfield away as well. So, really, really terrible starts of the season for Fulham when you think about it, when they've dropped points against teams like that. So, they've got some big games coming up against um, the top teams and I don't expect them to get anything from it and I don't expect Claudio Ranieri to be a great appointment. But he only needs to finish 17th to be considered a decent appointment. He doesn't need to be great. He just needs to be good enough to keep them up. Manchester United versus Crystal Palace where Man United are 1-2 to 7-2 to the draw and 13-2 to Palace I almost lock this up it's a shame that this comes in the same week as the Everton game against Cardiff because that narrowly edges it out as a lock but this is a great price on, on Man U to bounce back from uh, Man City I don't know why we are 1-2 here we should be more like 1-3, to 1-4 because we've been in really really good form until we lost to Man City we just come off the back of beating Juventus uh, we've drawn at Chelsea we've won at home to Everton of course the Juve performance at home was a really bad one and but since the West Ham game I've been quite happy with watching Man United and I don't even think we played terribly against Man City we just need a defender at the back because you can just tell why he was so desperate to make that signing and and even David De Gea isn't keeping out things that he was keeping out last season so I think now you're seeing for so many years people said oh where would Man United be without De Gea well I think you're seeing it because De Gea's mind is not on it and um, maybe that's just because he's lost all faith in the defend in the defenders and I think it can't reach a point where maybe for anybody feeling like they're a bit of a one-man operation in the position that they're playing in or in, or in the part of the pitch that they're they're playing in it can become frustrating and I think De Gea cuts the figure of a frustrated guy but uh, Man United win this game against Palace I don't think that'll be a problem Watford host Liverpool we're getting a lot of big guns here playing at 3 o'clock so it'll be interesting here um, at 3 o'clock for once and it'll be a good day to sit down and watch uh, Sky Sports News or BT Score uh, their programmes like um, they like NFL Red Zone except we don't get to see any footage. We just get um, something just sits there and tells you what's happened. Sounds really boring, but it's actually not because it's it's done by ex-footballers. But yeah, because of the 3 p.m. blackout, um, there's a rule here in the UK where you're not allowed to air any football between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. on a Saturday because if football's on TV, it will stop people to going, going to matches uh, in the lower leagues and supporting their local teams. It's a very, very, very dated rule, but you know, that's just the way it is. It pisses me off because... I'd love to watch football at 3pm. I'd love to choose one of the games. In fact, if you go to any other country in the world, you can watch English football at 3pm. It's just the blackout is it only exists here in the UK. But uh, there are ways around that where you can stream and pirate the, the games, obviously. But um, yeah, I won't give out any links and whatnot because you guys don't need them because if you're American, you're getting this on ESPN. So uh, it's great for you guys. Um so yeah, Watford versus Liverpool. Watford are nineteen to four, sixteen to five the draw, and eight to thirteen Liverpool. Again, Watford, they've had a good start to the season, but going up against the Liverpool side, 
I fully expect Liverpool to win games like this if they're going to challenge for the league this season. Um, I personally think it's reaching a point where nobody's going to challenge for the league this season. I think the way Manchester City have coped without Kevin De Bruyne, who's their best player, says a lot about the way that this league is is going at the moment. And um, it's unfortunate, but the excitement of the Premier League is often the fact that it's um, at least temporarily a three or four horse race until somebody, you know, pulls away in the latter stages. I don't think we're going to get a title race this season. I think the fact that City have coped so well without De Bruyne and the fact that Liverpool have kind of tried to um, become more defensive defense-minded team but have sacrificed themselves on the attacking front and now they've kind of lost their identity and um, they're having a bit of an identity crisis and then that is a really and this is a really bad time to have one when City are basically winning every week and eventually I see Liverpool dropping out of the league but uh, not this week I think they'll be able to beat Watford this week and I think 18 uh, 8 to 13 is a good price West Ham versus Man City again another game that normally be on the telly West Ham are 9-1 to it's 19-4 to the draw and it's 2-7 to uh, for Man City Man City always win at West Ham they love this pitch they love big pitches they always win at Wembley against Tottenham they always win at the Emirates against Arsenal and uh, they always win against West Ham uh, Man City are good in London I think the only pitch they really struggle at is Stamford Bridge because it's not one of them big pitches but at these big, big grounds, they get the ball wide. They destroy you on the on the wings. People like Sterling and um, and Martin Morrow should get on the score sheet here. Aguero as well. Uh, it'll be um, there'll be goals in this game, and uh, I've gone for Man City to win and over two and a half goals because Man City are two to seven. He's outside of the remit that we can pick, so that kind of breaks the run of um, picking just straight out winners where we took Everton, Fulham, Man United and Liverpool. Here we're taking a, a prop bet here. We're taking Manchester City and over two and a half goals available at four to six, uh, which is a minus 150. The last game on Saturday is at Wembley Stadium. It's a London derby. It's Tottenham taking on Chelsea, where Tottenham are 13 to 8 underdogs. It's 12 to 5 the draw, and it's 6 to 4 Chelsea. Now, Tottenham haven't beaten a big team at home this season. Uh, they've had another tough Champions League group, but last year, whereas they were beating Real Madrid, this year they were destroyed by Barcelona. Uh, Man City have come to Tottenham and, and won, and Liverpool have come to Tottenham and won. So they are not getting the results here. And um, I think it's a possibility that Chelsea could go and do the same um, because Tottenham may have one eye on the Inter Milan game. But I think one thing that's a certainty here is that both teams are going to find the net. Uh, I looked this up earlier and both teams to score in this game is of currently available at four to six. So minus 150 for both teams to score. I think they will do. I think this could be a score draw. But um, if I'm pressed for a winner, I would pick Oh, sorry, lean towards the Chelsea side of this one because uh, Tottenham have struggled against top teams at Wembley this season. Moving on to Sunday, and it's Bournemouth versus Arsenal, where Bournemouth are 12 to 5 underdogs, 29 to 10 to draw, and even money for Arsenal. This one also had lock potential for me um, as far as picking the uh, both teams to score. Uh, I just think there's no way that these two will keep each other out. They're very, very free scoring. That's why you're getting both teams to score at four to seven, uh, one to two in places. You wouldn't normally get it this short. The only time I've seen it as short as that 
is when Barcelona play Real Madrid. So it's usually always in the the, the minus 150 region um, or maybe even a pick em, whether it's both teams to score or not, 10 to 11, 10 to 11, minus 110, minus 110. But um, yeah, this is very much... Uh, the favoured outcome where both teams will score in this game. Uh, I certainly think they will. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset here because Bournemouth have beaten Arsenal before. And Arsenal are starting to look a little bit sloppier now. They uh, drew against Crystal Palace at home and they were terrible against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Blew our lock last time on the EPL show. We're having a brilliant lock run where I think we landed about six in a row and uh, Arsenal ruined it for us. But we got back on track with them internationals this week. And uh, I definitely think both teams to score in this one. Moving on to Sunday's game, and it features the team that did ruin our lock run, Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are currently at 1-2, to two, minus 200, to beat Huddersfield. Huddersfield are 8-1, to one, and it is 3-1 to one for the draw. Um, yeah, Wolves get to be on TV on Sunday at 4 o'clock against Huddersfield. Very, very odd when on Saturday you have um, Watford, Liverpool, West Ham, Man City, and uh, Fulham, Southampton, which would have been only interesting because it's Claudio Ranieri's first game. But uh, yeah, Wolves, Huddersfield get a nod. Seen a bit of Wolves on TV this year. Um, they look good, and uh, I expect them to be able to easily beat Huddersfield in this game. I like the price at uh, at one to two or four to seven in some places, but certainly Wolves, I think, will win this game. And uh, coming off the back of um, drawing against Arsenal, this could be something that we look at in terms of adding it to uh, a parlay, possibly. But um, we'll get to that when we get to that in a minute. And uh, the last game happens on Monday. It's Burnley hosting Newcastle. We're Burnley in nine to five, 21 to 10 to draw and Newcastle at two to one. Um, yeah, Newcastle seemingly have sorted themselves out. Um, had a couple of wins now, got themselves out of that relegation zone. Um, this one for me, like the Arsenal game, um, is going to be both teams to score. This one, I feel, is has definitely an, an under feel to it. I think that both teams will go into this game trying not to lose, and both teams will get to the half-hour mark trying to steal this game, um, which gives us a great opportunity to land the under. Also, if you're looking at uh, the first half under, uh, you can qualify for that because the... Oh, sorry, it's just outside. It's two to five for under one and a half goals in the first half. But um, I'd still be interested in that. I can't see there being two goals in the first half of this game. Uh, again, a very surprising choice for a televised game. I think maybe they did this because they didn't want any of the teams playing on Champions League to play on Sunday or Monday. So I, that does make sense why you don't have Man United, Liverpool or Man City or Tottenham playing uh, on Sunday or Monday because they have big, big Champions League games. All of them are in must-win situations next week. So you will hear the Champions League show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. If you sign up to lockbetting.com, which is my website, you'll get two Champions League shows. Uh, a Tuesday show, which will have its very own lock dog parlay. And you'll have a Wednesday show, which will have its very own lock dog parlay. But over here, we'll be covering some select games. We'll be picking out eight or nine games to cover here on the SGP network. And uh, you'll get a lock dog parlay on there as well. So don't forget to check that out. That'll be coming out this week. But if you want to get 
There are two Champions League shows, a Europa League show and the European show at the weekend. You need to head over to my site, lockbetting.com. So we're going to finish up with the lock dog parlay. Uh, no surprises with the lock. I already told you earlier, I was going to be taking Everton to beat Cardiff. Uh, definitely like the look of that. Definitely think that um, Everton will cruise past Cardiff this weekend. Uh, as for the parlay, um, very easy one again. I've gone for Man United, Man City. Uh, the third selection baffled me because uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go for Liverpool at Watford or I wanted to take Wolves against Huddersfield. I've narrowly gone for Wolves simply based on Liverpool's Champions League um, distractions because they are in a must-win situation, sorry, must-not-lose situation against Paris Saint-Germain uh, because if they lose to Paris Saint-Germain, then they will be in a must-win situation against Napoli in the final game. They may have one eye on that, so I've, I've gone for Wolves because they have nothing else to play for, but but the Premier League. I think they'll turn up on TV against Huddersfield and, and give us an impressive performance. So that's Man United, Man City, Wolves as a parlay. $100 on that one. Sorry, I've put it in as $200. We'll return you $272. So I really like the look of that. The dog this week, I think I alluded to it earlier, brand new manager in charge. They have a better team and they are at home Fulham to beat Southampton. That is available at 13 to 8. That's the best price that I've seen it at. When I gave you the odds, I gave them both out at 6 to 4. But there are places where Fulham are the slight underdog in this game. So that concludes this week's EPL show. Obviously, you are getting this early. Um, as I said, the European show for this weekend, exclusively available on lockbetting.com. A lot of European games I like over there. And uh, two Champions League shows and a Europa League show will be available on lockbetting.com. That's it for me and this week's EPL show. I'll be back here next week and I'll be back on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Monday where I'll be delivering you a Champions League show. I actually need to make sure that that comes out on Monday. I'm doing this recording very early and I know you guys have Thanksgiving on the States. So Sean and Ryan have urged me to do this early. So I will consult with them as to when they can get the Champions League show up. So maybe look for something on Twitter. Obviously, the Twitter I said at the top of the show, I'll give it to you once again. It's at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. Um, don't know if I actually gave it out with a the. Sometimes I miss the the out. I just say at SGP Network, but it's the, the SGP Network. So have a look over there and see exactly when that Champions League show is coming out on the SGP Network. I'm back again on this show to give you my lock dog tease. Obviously, last week I landed my lock again as I took the New Orleans Saints, taking a 3-2 lead over Ryan in the lock-off. And uh, this week I'm going to give you a lock dog tease and a Thanksgiving Day teaser as well as a bonus. So my lock for this week is the Cincinnati Bengals laying three against the Cleveland Browns. I don't know why the Bengals are only laying three. Yeah, they've been in bad form and they threw a game away last week against the Ravens, but they are still better than the Cleveland Browns. All they've done is rally to win one game against the Atlanta Falcons, who we saw this week aren't all that. Well, we've seen that all season. So I don't know why the Bengals 
at home against the Browns is only three, which is exactly why I'm giving it out as a lock. They are the much better team should win this by at least a touchdown. My dog this week is going to be the Denver Broncos. Uh, some Somehow they managed to beat the Los Angeles Chargers on the road last week. A lot of people got fucked over on that with teasers, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, now they're coming home to host the Pittsburgh Steelers who got out of jail by some miracle and beat Jacksonville on Sunday. Um, they certainly used up a lot of their luck there. They played horrendously and uh, now they go to Denver who will probably think that they are back in the hunt for the sixth seed for the AFC. Denver is always a tough place to go to anyway and I think Pittsburgh are certainly due a loss. They've gone on a decent winning streak which will inevitably come to an end and I think it could be this week in Denver. My teaser for this week, I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints down to six. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens down to four. And I'm going to take the LA Chargers down to six. Um, by the way, I strongly fancy the Chargers to cover that 12 against Arizona. Arizona just lost to the fucking Oakland Raiders at home. And uh, the Chargers are going to be in a big fuck you mode after throwing away a 19-7 lead and ended up losing against Denver. So I expect them to cover the 12. I just fancy the Cincinnati Bengals more as a lock. But I still think the Chargers are a good bet to cover the 12. For my Turkey Day teaser, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions up to 10. They are probably a good dog in that game as well because they've just they've stayed at home. They've just beaten Carolina and Chicago will be definitely fancying themselves as division winners off the back of a win against Minnesota yesterday. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys down to one and I'm going to take the Saints again down to six points or sorry, 6.5 against the, the Atlanta Falcons. That concludes my lock dog tees and my special turkey day tees. So that is it for me for this week. As always, good luck with all your bets and keep the feedback coming in to the guys at the Sports Gambling Podcast. Ryan does fill me in with all of your feedback and comments. So please keep them coming and thanks for listening.